0: for me um, that will be introducing themselves. How y'all doing tonight, first of all? Y'all all right? right. Pretty good. Pretty awesome. Good. Awesome. Thank all right. The energy just is... Just standing. Huh? Just standing. Just standing. Yes. <laughs> the energy is high tonight. We're going to have a fabulous time to millennials and that generation next because they got next, yeah. especially when it comes to leadership in this county and in this nation. Also, let's start off with you, beautiful. Hey, girl. Hey. 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 My name is Alaysia, Alaysia Banks. Do
1: um, you want to know something about Yeah, me? <laughs> you want to know something about, <laughs> right. know wow, about what brought you here tonight? Well, Miss Lucy actually brought me here tonight. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I am here um, a little bit about me. I am a political science major as well. Um, hoping to get into public administration. Um, I love politics. I love um diversity. I love um,
0: empowerment. Just moving and growing. That's what I like. All right, laser. That's laser coming to you. Okay. We have a fine young gentleman sitting before us.
2: Hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm um, well. How are
0: you? I'm
2: Awesome. Thank you for asking.
0: All right. So introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're here today.
2: Uh, my name is Alexius Burns, born and raised here in Derry Beach, Florida. I am an advocate for my community and for all of my people and a queen called me so I just came running. No,
0: that's right. I know that's right. Okay. Well I'm glad you're here. Uh, what else motivates you to be here tonight other than the queen's call?
2: Well um, we like I, I said I didn't know why she was calling me and or wh- wh- where <laughs> I was coming and why I was going. Um, she called me and I'm for my community so I didn't ask no questions. I just came on
0: over. Yes, we need more fine young men like oh, you, you, you know what
2: I'm saying? Yes. Uh, men are still alive. Men are still alive. In 2020.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, alright, we have this last but certainly not least. How are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, how are you? I'm good. good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, my name is Kendra Moore. I'm actually
3: a middle school teacher at the Performing, of, Performing School of the Arts. Um, I have a background in broadcast production. I'm also the production assistant for When We All Vote for the Empower Her organization. So I'm basically here just to really give my voice, my opinion. Um, I am very passionate about the youth and leadership, so I'm hoping to definitely add more to this podcast and we'll
0: see how it goes. All right. well, you know what, let's just jump right into it and feel free, anybody can answer any of the questions. I have a couple of questions, but you know, we're just going to play it by ear and off the energy. Okay, y'all ready?
2: Cool, let's do it. Yes, let's
0: do it. Okay, so let's start off. So what is your involvement in voting efforts and what is your motivation? Anybody want to answer that first? Who wants to to take a stab at it? Okay, yes, (laughs) Give it to us. My... Well, which question
1: do you want first? those two. (laughs) Um, You know what, whatever question you want to give me. All right. Well, I would say that my motivation for voting, um, a small detail that everyone seems to forget, is that we're not just voting for the officers, but we're also voting on amendments Mm -hmm. and um, changes in our community, whether it be local, state, or um, national level. And I think that's important because officials are important, but. When they get into office, they have to make decisions based off of the vote of the people. Um, they can't change anything. They can't amend. They can't um, adapt to any new laws or um, any new ways of life without the voice of the people. And voting voting gives you that voice. So my motivation is to pay attention to the small details, not just you know my officials, but what is happening in my neighborhood um, how are my taxes going to be uh, evaluated, who is going to stand for farmers, who is going to be in the way, um, who is going to have a position to say anything, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's my motivation.
0: (laughs) Anybody else want to tackle any one of those questions? What's your involvement?
2: Um, in, so, uh, this is Alex Burns. Yes, Alex. <laughs> coming straight Give it to, to you. Oh my God. <laughs> I started back when I was in um, Daytona Beach, Florida. I think when I broke away from my mom's nest. Uh, and once you get on your own, you actually start understanding how much local uh, elections actually affect you. Um, So I attended Bethune College, and while I was there, I actually started getting into politics because I was out now on my own, Mm -hmm. and I met a young man by the name of, and he's actually a lot older, um, Dr. Jackson. Mm -hmm. He's an African-American teacher in African-American studies, and he taught a lot of us outside of the classroom just about the history Mm -hmm. of our people. And uh, getting that education from him motivated me to actually get out and actually start doing something for my people. And not only that, but just get involved with my own life and and, and where I wanted to go and where I was headed. Um, So from that, I actually got a job working on Obama's campaign. So I was the ground team organizer, Mm -hmm. as well as actual um, on the ground myself, knocking on doors, We used to do a lot of polling from the locals in terms of around surrounding area of the school. And then also in the school campus, we did some mock um, uh, surveys. Um, So from that, I just kind of kept going from there and grew very interested and uh, understood that it's a lot of history that we don't really look into in terms of voting. Um, And I think that that's a large, large issue in terms of the black community how and why we vote. There's a lot of missing history there that we just don't uncover.
0: So with that, I want to expound on that, especially for the youth, because I do think your history is important, and learning You know what has happened to us in the past is important in order to know how to move today. Um, so can you talk about that just a little bit more, how youth can get involved more in their history, how to do that? Um, and like what's, what are some easy steps? Because I know there's some easy wins out there to be able to do this.
2: <laughs> Well, you know what, to be honest with you, I found that you actually, it has to be in you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have to want to do something. Okay. Um, you have to want to know about your history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being, i and I'm going to say it because I believe it, just being on a, a HBCU campus mm-hmm. alone, it kind of it helps you to gravitate and want to learn more and know more about your history. So I think because of the surrounding, uh, my surroundings, it was not a hard thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But growing up, I I, I attribute all of that to my father because he was a huge historian. Mm -hmm. Um, He used to take us on trips, and of course we used to always go to uh, Chattanooga, Mm -hmm. um, some of those old army barracks. Mm -hmm. We used to do uh, a lot of the slave plantations, Mm -hmm. and it's just coming up, I was already kind of on that path. Um, And I was uh, exposed to it at a very young age. So whereas when I got to HBCU, it was a little bit, it was like second nature almost. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't hard for me. Mm
1: -hmm. To uh, piggyback off of what Alex was saying, um, some ways to get involved, um, I would say is to be available. Um, A lot of times we have things that are presented in our community and we just don't go. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be something what we would consider to be as simple as voting, even though that's a large statement by going out to vote, but it's you having the time to do the things that can make a difference. If they're, if we're having a community event, uplifting our youth, um, educating on our history, be available, mm-hmm. bring your children there. Um, I know, you know, as I'm getting of age now, I have a, a small son who's three, going on four, and if i don't take him whether it be to church or to the community functions who better you know to (laughs) introduce him than your family so i would say that one main way to um to be effective in educating and um and and making a change is to be available Mm -hmm. go and do the things that people are asking if if it's just a a small event handing out flyers for someone that's in a campaign. if you support them help by getting signatures
0: you know that's my take. And I like Alex's point about even your own history, you know, Mm -hmm. knowing your own history where you come from as a family. I know I hated those trips to Jackson, Mississippi as a little girl because I never understood why we was going here. But now I appreciate it so much more because we actually own land there that, you know, was inherited to us. So I definitely get it. Mm -hmm. And that is important, too. And I think that's what sets the tone Mm -hmm. for, you know, your efforts and what you do. Anything else you want to point out? I want to kind of echo what they were saying in terms of also
3: being available and, really taking the effort to learn but i think it should also be pushed in every act in every aspect that there is that the kids have access to mm-hmm. in regards to the schools i don't think we are pushing it in, in the schools like we used to when i was a little kid learning more about the history because a lot of times when you introduce those things to the students then of course they become a little bit more engaged and like wow i want to mm-hmm. know more of this right. so i think we also as adults and as millennials we also have to take upon ourselves to let's push it with the youth as well to encourage them, hey, let's get more involved. This is what we want you to know so that way when we're gone you know how to pass
0: this on to your your youngies. I want to just say. And I think the point too that Alex made about those HBCUs, because I know yeah. that's what really um, encouraged me to go to the great Florida A&M University. I'm oh. you. Well, I think you know what happens what when you're up, the wrong that's way. That's what definitely motivated me to go there, um, to be around my people, learn mm-hmm. more about my people, because that's important. You know, Absolutely. it's important. It keeps us grounded. Um, any last things on that? Same yeah, topic, I, I would motivation? just like to
2: add also with that uh, overcoming fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. think that. Even some of some of the times our parents um, being able to overcome some of the fears that they may have also helps to expose not only the child but also them mm-hmm. and uh, kind of pushes them to another another level, if you will. Um, oftentimes we kind of hold back and 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 don't fully go out and get an experience due to some pre you know judge mm-hmm. notions of whatever it is. And I think that um, once we kind of overcome those fears and get out there and and actually see what the hype is all about, I think that'll also kind of break some barriers and also break some chains that's kind of been, you know, wrapped around our grounds. Yeah,
0: and and you know what, that brings us to the next question because what you talk about is fear. And um, so many young African-Americans in Florida have historically not registered to vote. Um, Fear could be attributed to that as well. Um, but what do you feel really has to change in order for um, us to get more African-American, young African-Americans to actually register to vote?
3: Mm-hmm. I think it's more to it than just fear. I okay. think it's just simply just a lack of motivation, just a mm-hmm. lack of, um, you know, having this mindset that things are going to be, what it is, it doesn't matter what I do, I don't mm-hmm. think there's going to be a change. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of our age group really have that mindset. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, what's the point of me voting if I know it, even if this person get into office, they may not include what I want, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. So, I think it's more to it than just fear. I think just people are just at a, a complacent stage mm-hmm. in their life where mm-hmm. they just want to, it is what it is to them. Right, right. And if they a lot of us complain about things, mm-hmm. but don't want to make the necessary steps to make that change yeah. and to pass it on as well. so it's
1: I think it's just more to it than just fear. It's just yeah. a number of things. and I agree with you um, yeah. I feel that um just going from a different angle, I feel that there's not enough um, I don't want to say reward, but enough of the end result that's mm-hmm. exhibited to show what mm-hmm. voting. Really does. does. Right. Um, we have the election, and it just disappears after that. Yeah. You know, it's no longer discussed. Yeah. There are no more debates that you're watching mm-hmm. on TV. You True. don't have anything to argue about on Facebook. I just feel that the hype is gone after that moment, and that's when it really should begin. That's mm-hmm. when we should be putting our pressure on our um, congressmen, mm-hmm. on our. Um, political leaders because you Mm -hmm. put them in that seat. So that is the part that I think is missing, the ownership Mm -hmm. um, to take a possessive role to voting. Um, If we continue to feel like our vote does not matter, it's because we're not doing anything to put it into effect. Um, If we hold these people accountable, they will start to listen. They Mm -hmm. can't ignore our voice because we are the voice. They may not like the voice sometimes. Um, they may say that our voices are irate or that you know we're not speaking um, mm-hmm. in an appropriate manner, but just because we're not speaking in a manner that you're used to, right. does not mm-hmm. mean it's, it needs to be irrelevant or ignored. And right. I truly think it's important to start focusing on the aftermath of election.
3: Mm-hmm. Don't let
1: it die mm-hmm. after you know, I don't know, November 3rd, I believe. Mm -hmm. I already voted for the record. But I do think that it is extremely important to know what your vote means. And we know that by once that date is over, like we know for presidency, it starts January, I think like 20th, that's their inauguration. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we know that the president is then held accountable. Right. But from November to December, you know, a president is still active, Mm -hmm. he still has accountability, he still has things to be held to. So I just think that we as a people need to adopt a different approach to after the election.
3: Okay. And I think also, too, with with our generation, we also look at or we base our opinions based on what we see. Mm-hmm. So I think if we actually see more of our leaders and, uh, you know, congressmen and congresswomen, you know, within the community, you yep. see them mm-hmm. more then, you know, it'll click. Like, right. you know what, I, instead of, cause you know how sometimes you wait until the campaign ads come on, you're like, mm-hmm. I have never seen this person right. ever before. What have they done? This is my first time seeing this individual. So, and I agree with that, you know, even after election, let us see them. We want to see them more within the community. Right. You know, why should we continue to have you in office? We want to see you more than just when election come around mm-hmm. and that's when you want to get your name out there. Now keep pushing. Like right. we want to see it, and I think that's where that motivation has to
0: come in. As well. We need to hold yeah. them accountable. Yeah, right. And, and a couple of yeah. ways we can hold them accountable, especially local governments, if we get involved and go to actually exactly. to the city hall meetings, the town hall meetings, that actually happen right. and decisions are made. So how do we educate? You know, people right. on the importance of locally those needs, being involved.
1: I feel like those need to stop being secrets. Mm-hmm. It's not publicized. Mm-hmm. I know they say, you know, oh, it's on the calendar, mm-hmm. but that's not. That's not publicizing like you do if a block party is going to be up right. or if you're going to have family day at the park where you're handing out free popcorn. Mm-hmm. You publicize that all throughout the community. It's flyers, right. pretty flyers. Right. But when it's, when it's a policy flyers. committee meeting, we don't even get a border on the paper. Okay. It's just like, oh, at 6 p.m., you come back. Right. Like it's a secret. You know, um, whether it be your um, your schools that your children are at, you can attend these meetings to make the changes. Mm-hmm. If you feel like there is something that needs to be done, you be the change, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I, you I may be type on that one.
3: Now. I, I think, too, you know, in order to increase the attendance at these meetings, I think we have to get out of the traditional form. Yep. Yes. That's because of... You know where we are now. Mm-hmm. Everyone is 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 moving towards being more tech savvy. Yep, right. So now you're stuck into that traditional form. It's just like in church. You know when, when you try to reach the younger adults within the church, but you're still stuck in this traditional yes. form. So, you got to switch it up. I mean, There's different ways now. So I think too with the meetings, you know, finding more ways to connect with the younger generation, it has to be more than just one little fly. How how do you want us to get involved? And yes, we still gotta. You know, take it upon ourselves to mm-hmm. take the initiative at the same time. But now we're at the time where we have to—you have to do more
2: to get you our attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was just going to uh, interject. I want to veggie back off what the Queens was talking about. Yes. Uh, right. And just coming back. Come King. Me, Come um, on King. What you got
0: What you got Well, well, to say, well
2: I want—I want to talk about the propaganda machine. Right? Okay. All right. So I mm-hmm. think that with the um, the youth nowadays, because um, we're in the Pope era right now right Mm -hmm. it's all pop it's it's pop culture right and and pop just means popular Mm -hmm. right so you can do and say anything you want to and as long as you're popular or as long as you can Mm -hmm. get enough Mm -hmm. clicks hits or people to follow Mm -hmm. then regardless of whether it's right or wrong Mm -hmm. or indifferent because you're popular that's what it's going to be believed right so so I think and again I'm, I told you I love history so I'm gonna go back to history mm-hmm. and I want to talk about Silas in the green circus if yes. you understood well what
0: people. ethnic yeah. notions
2: baby when you go back to ethnic notions and understand how and why mm-hmm. that was all put together mm-hmm. and then you look at for one who controls all of our media outlets right yeah. Yeah. and then you start looking at how and what is actually being brought out Mm -hmm. into the media outlet I think with our generation now because we also just passed the age of Aquarius which is just a lot of information being uh, coming out um information is now (laughs) readily available to us Mm -hmm. at our fingertips versus our parents or our ancestors was not right Right, right. so we're able and capable of getting a lot of information and or educating ourselves and or re-educating ourselves Uh, versus what sure, our parents sure. and/or our gran- uh, grandparents was able to do, so I think now the the population now or the the younger generation now is at a point where they understand somewhat mm-hmm. that this whole theater act right. isn't really the meat and potatoes of what and mm-hmm. how this whole thing operates and how we mm-hmm. actually get by. Right. All right, all right. I think that. Um, one way to do it is just start being real you know let's really start putting out information whether it be good or bad but let's start getting out information and let's talk about it right Right. because there's ways that we can go and get this information and we can validate uh, a lot of it based on history Mm -hmm. and right
1: i think that um very important what alex is saying is um getting that information out but don't um make it so hard for people to understand. Right. Mm-hmm. We still have mm-hmm. an elderly common, <laughs> Yes, we, we still have um, elderly, you know, mm-hmm. that never finished school. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's who's teaching mm-hmm. the next generation and the generation after that. The education mm-hmm. has stopped at one point, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty much right. like, baby making.
0: You had 10 children at a time. Right. That was, yeah, that was right. not right. the norm.
1: Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and since that is the case, they taught what they had. That was what their children were being taught. And if what better generation than now mm-hmm. to take on the approach of using the education, <laughs> using the education that we have and finding out more. Like don't just be set in the way of saying, like one of the biggest things that I um, came to terms after like being in school is the difference with Democrats and Republicans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man like you know you're taught one thing like mm-hmm. oh you better be a democrat mm-hmm. because democrats you know yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. you know not choosing either side I want to keep it open um, but I'm just saying that you're taught certain things and you think that that's law but when you learn to educate yourselves and, and also not be we think of open-mindedness as almost like a plague like oh you're just trying to be real smart I know some of my family members do, especially like when you're in a Christian household. They say like education is like, mm-hmm. oh, don't think you' so smart enough. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like if there is go a to way, college, but now you think it's smarter than me. right. right. And yeah. I, I respect that now. I ex- respect that notion because you should always pay how much to your, you know, and to yeah. your uh, yeah. elders and keep some, keep your traditions. Mm-hmm. But if there also comes a time where we have to apply to the times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Things are not how they were, right? Right. 20 years ago, <laughs> we can even go five years ago, you know, things have drastically changed a- and if we want to continue moving We have to be open to the things and the ways of life now I would challenge the elders to take their approaches that they um, had back in You know back in the day and bring them to today, but allow both sides. Just allow both sides. Don't just be so stuck where you don't mm-hmm. allow the younger generation to come in or make them feel like they don't have a place. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. a lot of elderly, I won't say all, but right. there are quite a bit of elderly people that will keep you in a box because they're worried that you may outgrow them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So,
0: And you mentioned a good point because I did want to talk to you all too about this mentor, this notion of mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, so where does that lie when it comes into the young adults? and? older people like mentoring and leaving this legacy like what happened to that like where is that now and how if we had these great legacies like how great of an impact that would be on where we are today so how do we get that back or even this whole notion of mentoring the next generation because I think that's lost too. my personal opinion right uh, so how do we do that like how do we get back into the older the elders mentoring the youth into wanting to be in these roles to make the change and be
2: the change I would like to take a stab at that okay. you all yes. called on a king to come in yes, so I'm step up and I'm gonna talk about something that a lot of us are afraid to talk about okay um, but I'll, I'll say it like this. Do you remember when we were coming up and you used to see all the time on the television milk does a body good? Well, again, I was told by my parents and they were told by their parents and, and so on and so forth that milk does a body good. What happens is now that we're a lot older and we understand what this melanin is, right? We understand that <laughs> Melanin has a heck of a lot more vitamins and minerals um, than any other race of people that don't have melanin, right? So we have to understand that and understanding that means when you women go to your doctors, right, you're you're being uh, diagnosed based on a standard. And that standard isn't one of a melanated person, but one of that is not melanated. Mm -hmm. So you're being misdiagnosed already. Mm -hmm. And I think I said all that to say, uh, and again, with the milk whole scenario, you know, people drink milk to supplement for vitamin D. Mm -hmm. right? Well, naturally melanated people get their vitamin D from the sun, Mm -hmm. right? People who don't have melanin, they can't get theirs from the sun because they get cancer and potentially die, right? So we we understand this. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think what we don't do enough of is talk about the difference. Mm -hmm. So I said all that to say this. Up until maybe the late 70s, early 80s, we were sort of viewing things behind a black lens, Mm right? Right? Now, it's a total white lens that we're living our reality in. Mm -hmm. So you ask the question, well, how do we get back to the mothers or grandma holding the family together and or a village raising and teaching a child? I think we have to be okay and not be afraid Mm -hmm. to stand apart and deal with our issues and or deal with the realities of our lives, and not allow ourselves to continuously live behind this white lens. So, if, if you look out, right, you can't get any production. You can't get anything that's made from from a black person or a melanated person. Everything now that we get is from is produced from you know white people, and it, and it's okay, right? It's okay to say that we're different, but we require different. We need different, and I think that once we start understanding that piece. I think we can get back to our roots mm-hmm. and start teaching because a child that doesn't know where they come from is a child that's lost. Mm-hmm. And we don't know at all. Mm-hmm. And, and some of us, because it's been so long, we don't even care right. to, to go back and understand who exactly we are. But they have. Mm-hmm. They've studied us and they understand that education, true education, starts in the womb until you come out. And by the time you come out about one or two years old, you should be ready to go in terms of knowing who your family members are, knowing what your purpose on earth is, and being able to carry that with you anywhere, on on anybody's stage and in anybody's university. And I think that once we're able to get back to our roots and understand who truly we are as a people and how strong we are, that melanin is, people people are taking pills. People are, 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 you know, getting shot up trying to get this stuff you know and and we we take for granted because for whatever reason again living through the white lens with the propaganda machine they totally pulled us away from our natural state right right (laughs) and and, and i think that once we get back to that i'm black and i'm proud i think at that moment then we would be able to start regathering and getting back to where we were once and, and and strong. But mimicking.
0: the same culture, everybody mimicking. So let's just go. back. <laughs> that's the same culture, everybody mimicking. Right, right, right. Just don't know to, just to a bit. Um, Kind of bring in what um what Alex was also
1: saying. Um, I feel like it's important to um redirect the respect. Yeah. Um, I feel like Red- the res- girl, that's a shirt. Sure. Redirect. <laughs> I like the
0: relationship. The relationship Redirect respect. <laughs>
1: some reason our elders would just placed to the side um and i know that it has to do with that whole education thing our elders pushed us to go to school Mm -hmm. you know and then once we got there we're like all right i know a little bit you know so you're willing to just feel like all right what you taught me was a little bit but i know more now so you kind of put that to the side but their experiences are what we're rooted off of and i feel like if we get back to respecting our elders respecting our parents families Mm -hmm. um that's when you'll be able to tie that connection. Mm-hmm. But right now, the way things are, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm Bible, Bible thumple. <laughs> so, you know that the ways of the world, you know that uh, mm-hmm. the Bible speaks on that <laughs> as, 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 in these last days mm-hmm. yeah, that, um, you know, mothers and daughters may turn away or will turn away from mm-hmm. their families. Or, mm-hmm. You know, and not to go too deep in there, but my point to make is that we are living in this time. Acknowledge the time that we're living in. Push forward. And to push forward, we have to acknowledge. All right. well, we have to
0: wrap it up because I'm getting that signal, but Sister Alaysia is over here preaching to us, and that is a whole other podcast, too. I want to be a part of that Right. I got you, but y'all got to redirect the respect, honey. Okay, so one thing I just want all of you all, I, I want all of you all to leave the audience with is just one reason why this election, out of like all the elections that we have been through, why is this one the most important for us to actually get out and votes? Can you just leave us with one thought, each one of you, please? And we're going to start over here. Yes!
3: I would say, in my opinion, this will either break or... This, 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 this is a make or break thing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, make or break this community, make or break this world, make or break this society. So I think it's so important to, even if you may not, matter of fact, before you even vote, just do your research. Mm-hmm. Do your research.
0: Mm-hmm. Figure
3: out the best candidate that opposed to what you believe in, mm-hmm. what you want, do your research and then make that decision but do not have this mindset that it is what it is i'm just not going to vote nothing is going to happen because you will be part of the problem so do more research find out what you want be involved and ask don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid to not know something. Mm-hmm. And that's where our pride kicks in, yes. especially with this age group. We have to put our pride to the side, mm-hmm. and we have to realize, okay, I don't know much about this candidate, so I need to do my research. Yes. So
0: research and vote. Putting pride to the side is gonna get us to the prize. Okay, King, I'm gonna save you for last, King, because I'm gonna get to this queen. Uh-huh. Sister Elijah, give it to us, girl. Um, I
1: would say that the importance of this election is to dictate your future, mm. um, you control your future, mm-hmm. um, you say you do every day, put a vote to what you say. Um, as my sister over here said, do your research, that is entirely important because it's one thing to hear or see all the signs and say, gonna well, we vote for that person because they got mm-hmm. nice signs, mm-hmm. but truly understand who you're getting behind mm-hmm. and, and actually be in control of your future. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that you truly believe in, grab your brother, grab your sister, take them to the polls with you, and y'all vote together. That was the whole point of voting, is Mm -hmm. so that the majority will win. And I truly believe that if we take the approach that this does have an effect on my future, whether it be tomorrow or it be 10 years from now, the decisions that you make now always have an effect on your future. So dictate your future.
0: right dictate your future Um, King Alex close
2: us out so I love history Mm -hmm. and someone echoed to do your research I think it's very 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 important in this election because I said earlier history repeats itself if you look at some of the freedoms that we've already lost and never regained it's telling a story Mm -hmm. I don't know Many of us, because of the fast and furious lifestyles we live in terms of work, play, and work, the more work, um, it's, it's all by design. And if we understand who our oppressors are and how they wage warfare on us on a multiple different levels, and I'm talking about everything from the pools, the waters, the televisions, the radios, uh, you name it, the air. So with that being said... I would say, remember Miss Evers' boys, remember the Tuskegee Airmen, mm-hmm. remember smallpox and what they did to the Indians and why. Remember the Patriot Act and how you lost your freedom of privacy. I, I just want you to listen to yourself and not only just doing all of the research, but really open your eyes and don't be afraid to look on the other side sometimes. The grass ain't always greener, but you can learn a lot. And I think that if you do do due diligence and doing the research, and if you also are honest with yourself, I mean, look at this world, you know, and I love everybody, please let me understand. I love everybody, understand what I'm saying. But I also am a realist and this country has been headed to a very feminist society, a weaker, a softer society and largely in part to silence people like myself men have men stand up and be who they are so but so again that that is the works and that mm-hmm. is how and why i'm saying what i'm saying look look at that you know this society has gone way too too left way too right and i just think that we need to do our due diligence we need to do research and we need to really understand truly the bigger picture you know black people are always 20 years behind And it's because we only, and they know, they've been studying us for years. They know that we are very emotional creatures, right? And that we allow that emotion to affect our decisions, right? So they're going to play on that. They they play on that all the time, and we fall into the trap all the time. And instead of looking at the sky, we're looking right in front of us and seeing how we're going to fix this and end this up right here, right now. And it's it's never about that. It's about the kids that's coming behind us and how do we set... A foundation for them. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying that let's not look at everything that's right here in front of us, mm-hmm. but understand that they are looking down the road twenty years already. So mm-hmm. while we're worrying about how we're gonna come back on something in front of us, the plans have already been made and mapped out for us and uh further capture mm-hmm. for years to come. Yep. So again I just say please do due diligence, research, don't be afraid. And um do what your heart tells you to do.
0: All right. Well, y'all heard it from the crew. Generation that got next. I am honored to have been your moderator for tonight.
2: Thank you for uh, the people.
0: invite. Um, so thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us on the When We All Vote, Palm Beach County Voters' Squad. I got it going on. Thank y'all for having me as moderator, and I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a lovely night. Thank, thank you. You too. Thank you.